Yeah, 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 you already know what it is. It's me, Tritown Toby, coming to you live in effect from the Northwest. How's everybody fucking doing? You already know, this is season two, and I got my homeboy from Florida kicking it with me today, man. How you doing today? Let the people know about you. Good. DGKX Nick. You're gonna be hearing about me. Uh, might be out here doing big things. Tritown. That's right, man. And my man right here is proficient in the NFT cryptocurrency world and, and, and things of that nature, that high, that high stakes life. And he's really drawn to it. And, and me and him, we're like minded in the sense that we collaborate when we start to think of what the ideas that we could come up with together, because that's what I look for in collaboration. I like to see where people's strong suits are and I like to meet them halfway because if we can actually collaborate with together and create some positive energy, then we can actually create streams of revenue from that or create opportunities for other people to coexist in the space that we're creating. And if anybody knows me, they know that I've been working really hard to create a space in the Northwest for creatives to think freely, to speak freely and have conversations on anything from music and entertainment to art and high fashion world, digital technology, innovation, um, essentialism, anything that you would hear from a Joe Rogan conversation to just a hip hop conversation in a barbershop. I wanna bring this to people in the Northwest and I feel we can cultivate a sound that'll take us to the next level. See, this is some futuristic next level thinking, but that's why I need futuristic next level friends. And that's what I believe that my buddy Nick here is. He's somebody who sees the future and the possibility of it, and it's got him high on life. He literally cannot be upset or be faced by anybody because he knows what his future is going to be like. I know this without him having to say it. It's in everything that he says, and it's in every action that he takes. He makes big moves, and he doesn't really count anything as a regret because everything taught him something. Am I hitting the fucking dot here? I'm writing your autobiography right now, Nick. <laughs> For real, man. I want you to tell people about like coming up from Florida and just like the shock <coughs> of how different it was. Like, what are some of the things you noticed right away about how different it was from Florida to the Northwest when you came up to Washington State? Uh, specifically down here, it was definitely the amount of Mexicans. Like, mm. it was just everywhere. <laughs> Yes, we run very deep in the streets up here. That's very true. <laughs> and what's your background real quick? So that our listeners... I'm also Mexican myself. <laughs> so it's just like, what are the odds? Of That's very important to the state. World brought, the world brought me here for whatever reason. And starting to make a little more sense day by day is you find out the people you meet that there's opportunities arising that you... Yeah. didn't know of yesterday so that's how i want y'all to realize how things quickly change in your life like every day is a new day and you'll be shocked at what you may learn that day that's that's awesome because you're a young guy and for you to have that perspective already is pretty impressive what is it about your life that kind of maybe fast forwarded you to to growing up in a sense did you feel like you had to grow up fast as a as a young person yeah the way i was raised my mom told me she'll put food on the table and a roof under my head and my, everything else is up to me so I mean I went on to get on to the internet when I was like 14 15 and I got a name on there you know just when Twitter first started I hopped on that so it's like if you're first to the ball game yep yep gotta, so how old were you when that happened because that was a good 11 12 years like, ago yeah fuck, I was like 12 13 getting on social media like that and were you just surfing like were you just navigating the, um, I was the playing games at the time 
and then that's when I started getting more into computer programming, right, self-taught right, right. how to do Java website designing, website development. That's why to this day I still do it. So I'm like ten years deep in it. So your story begins there, right? Yeah. Dude, that's fascinating. Um, what video games got you into to coding? Is, is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, I was playing games like RuneScape and things like that. And I was like, saw other people make their own. So I was like, why can't I make my own and make money off donations and stuff? So that's what I did. I made my own. I learned how to program it. I just downloaded it. I opened it up with Notepad and I looked at the code. And I kind of just put two and two together. Like, it's kind of self-explanatory. People that know Java code, you'll be able to see, like, everything is, like, English right in front of your eyes. So it's not, like, rocket science in a way. Yeah. So I just self-taught myself for a couple years. Throughout the years, you know, I made different games. And eventually, you know, I finally made that one game where I had 100 people on at once. And I was getting up to, like, $1,000 to $2,000 a month in donations. So I bought my first car with donation money. Damn. At like 16. It was a 99 Infiniti G20. Damn. That's pretty slick for that, that for that age. To be dipping like that. Self-made off of that. Like My mom told me that she believes like if you kind of let your kids do what they want in a sense, then they'll be more obliged to doing something bad in a way so like I have two sisters and a brother and I'm pretty much the only one that's been in jail but that's for weed right so, right but we were all raised to pretty much like we're not gonna tell you not to go smoke weed or drink alcohol because if we do you're gonna go do it just because we told you not to do it type shit yeah so she didn't do all that she just obviously she wanted us home at night you know just out of safety especially where we lived at yeah so we understood that so, do you think that there's a benefit to that that style of of growing up? Mm, like it in depends. a sense, it's not for everybody, for sure. It, it's, you know, it's when definitely. you come from a, a tougher tougher area, because I would say anywhere in Florida is pretty much tougher than the Northwest. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people can hear relate with me though, because I've lived in you know four bedroom houses, but I've also lived in one bedroom houses in the hood. So I've had a little bit of taste of right. The, the lower class and I've had a little taste of the middle class right now I'm by myself so I would consider myself lower class you know I just have a car and apartment that's really all the show for right now but it's like entry entry level you know? it's hard for us out here these days though. yeah it forces us to really get um get our hustle on for real because like me for example when the pandemic hit I naturally had to shift gears and stop focusing on what used to make the money in a longer sense and needed to make more money in the instant. So merchandise became a, a focus. And when I did that, my hoodie sales went through the roof, my shirt sales went through the roof. People wanted to represent and hold me down because I've been holding them down for years with music. So now that I really started taking the merchandise stuff seriously, people started getting really behind me. Um, and what I thought that, <coughs> I, what I thought was interesting was um, that I discovered I discovered the my next move in a sense. And that's where I want to take this conversation. Do you believe that there is a hint of your next move in every victory that you have? Um, yeah. But it's kind of like hard to explain, I feel like, but I feel that like I you can I sense it. it. I understand it, the concept. 
don't really have anything to speak on it though, but yeah. Cause check this out real quick. Cause this is, this is about you, my friend, but <clears throat> with the merchandise, I used my graveyard shift logo to create graveyard shift merchandise. And then we turned it into ghoulish gang, which is its own like Halloween themed clothing brand. And then that in a sense turned into a different branch of merchandise that I'm going to create, which is hometown city merch. So I'm gonna make Tri-Cities style merchandise that has my flair to it. Like almost like art pieces from my home city and I'm gonna put them on shirts. And I'm gonna do this in a way of creating attraction to the Tri-Cities. In the same way that a fancy hot dog stand would do in a corner of a city that everybody talks about. You know what I'm saying? Word of mouth is gonna be how we do this because that's how we did it with hip hop. Everything has to be done word of mouth. Because nothing is impressive if it isn't organic. And in order for you to grow organically, you gotta plant the seeds. So, now that you're over here surrounded by a lot of people who would more than likely support you if they could figure out who you were, do you feel like maybe life has sent you in this direction for you to thrive? Like maybe you're supposed to do something out here that really stands out. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to feel like, you know, right now I'm trying to, you know, add to my plate so I can eventually give back to the, my communities, which I definitely like and see here. Some ideas need to be done, especially for more of the youth around here. There's a lot of like nothing to do for the age group. So of course they're out here gangbanging and doing this and that. Yep. So it's like if you introduce, like I see they're keeping my best lot of money in the banks and properties, but it's like, yeah, that's all I keep, they keep building around here. Yeah, I believe, I believe you're right. I think that you have to create safety mechanisms to kind of combat some of those things that you were mentioning. Like for example, uh, if they do cool things like escape rooms and fucking axe throwing rooms and like get create like things for people to do i mean it's a good idea for business anyways because anything different really stands out yeah, and i don't mind giving out my ideas right now because i would like to see some competition in the tri-cities area but a free one for y'all right now would be an arcade i mean that's gonna pay for itself you over here but what a, kind of style of arcade Can, do you um, have an idea to make it unique well something in florida that was really dope for me to go to was called celebration station and i would pay they had you could pay between uh, the indoor arcade or you could have the outside area which had its own little like theme little area which also included the go-karts mm. which so i think they charge about like 25 bucks a day each person to ride the go-karts so you gotta think about all they're paying for is gas and attendance and then the inside arcade got a little more expensive to the point where it's like each game might be almost like a dollar per play right 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 so and you're not paying a dollar to run the machine you know what i'm saying so it's all pure profit that's why i said an arcade around here would just demand probably so much maintenance no i mean i would have it would uh get a lot of demand yeah it would but i was thinking already the next level to it like what it would take to maintain a place like that because um that's what a lot of these businesses that are just like, basically like an upgrade to chuck e cheese i'd say around here is the best thing y'all got for arcade wise chuck e cheese but it would be more like an adult upgrade so you can add laser tag alcohol 
um, even a bar inside. Like, you know, so like a mall that's a, a fucking arcade. Like a whole. Even throw a bowling alley in there. Maybe uh, some basketball hoops okay. for sure. You know, okay. we gotta have variety for everybody. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, these type of investments are required. Some huge yeah. investments. Yeah. But the, that's a great thing about what we're doing because this conversation is gonna last forever now. Because, because my podcast is live. It goes on. It goes on Apple, Spotify. It goes on anywhere you can listen to podcasts. You can look up yeah. what we're talking. Just think outside the box too. You know, it's like just look at this area. I mean, we all know what we like to do for fun or what we see on social media for fun. It's like you can have that too if you put it in your hometown. You know, it's more than arcades and shit like that. So, dude, I totally agree with that. I think that um, I think that you're right. I think when people have you know, uh, fu- fucking fun things to do. They don't do as many bad things, you know? And, and that's what we want to, re- we want to reduce that. And even those people who do those things, they don't want to do that shit either. They're just fucking bored. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of like people who live that life end up living normal lives because they get tired of it. They get fucking tired of it and they just fall out of the life. And that's, that's the reality that people don't, don't really want to realize cause it's not as glamorous, but you know, we take on so many different issues there's no easy way to take care of one issue, let alone three co- conflicting, colliding issues. You know, like a, like inner city turmoil or or even like um, homelessness. But I know that there's smart ways for you to get ahead of the problem and for you to attack things in in, in a much more grandiose fashion, as opposed to just waiting for, to arrest people. Because law enforcement has to do all the the things that nobody wants to do. They literally have they have to do so many different things that no wonder why they're frustrated. You know what I'm saying? I'd be fucking frustrated too if I had to be practically the city's janitor for the most fucking part, cleaning up every single issue that happens. And then I get destroyed on every level, you know, because of it. So I'm completely like, like I completely understand every side of the angle. And it's just, it's just messed up because we weren't here 20 years ago, even though it was worse off because the cell phones weren't capturing every single thing that happened, you know? But now we want to move forward and we want to think in the future, how are we going to reduce these kind of things? But how are we going to do things for our community? That's what I'm all about. Like, I want to create, I want to create a way for us to feel good about where we come from in the sense that, um, uh, in the sense that we want to feel as good where we come from, where we make it cool to be from the city that you come from. And the young kids will look up to the idols and the people who are holding it down in the city and want to strive to do the same and put money back into their community and put love back into their community as opposed to sending it outwards. Um, and we, before, we, in order for us to get bigger, we had to send it outwards. You had to go become a star out somewhere else and then bring the attention back to your city. That used to be the only way for us to actually get anywhere with with um, using our influence in order to better our situation. Look, look at Jay-Z with Brooklyn, Biggie with Brooklyn, um, Nas with Queens, Drake with Toronto, Eazy-E with Compton. Like rappers have, have been bigging up their cities far more than just about any other group besides a baseball, basketball, football fucking team. Rappers are their own like entity in that magnitude. So like, that's why I've t- made it a thing to kind of make the Northwest my platform for me to amplify the, my hometown. 
And the reason why I started at a small scale is because I know how the future works and I know how things unravel. And eventually every corner of the map is gonna get an even shot at being, you know, having the attention of a huge population of people. And that's when you become a millionaire if you're an independent artist. That's when your streams go from 20,000 fucking streams to 100,000 streams to 500,000 streams to a million streams a month. You know, with monthly listeners through the roof. But I can only speak in one perspective of it. And I just want people to understand that this is a very realistic thing if you work really hard on your craft and you make sure that you're professional about your output. And that means don't, don't drop just any kind of fucking song because you just want something out there. Like, actually take some time, put some effort into what you're doing, create a plan, make a visual aesthetic to it, drop that shit, and then work the record. Do a music video. Try to get your shit on blogs. Try to get on podcasts. Run the record. And then after that, shoot the videos. The videos are done, boom. <coughs> go on tour. <coughs> you go on tour because the people are gonna be watching the videos before you get to their city. Then when you get to their city and you already have a thousand, couple thousand plays on your songs, they're buying merch at the shows then. It's all connected, it's all intertwined. If you listen to what we just wrote right now, what we just said right now, I just gave you a blueprint on how to get through the pandemic. That will pull you out of the graveyard right there, no pun intended. Because it's graveyard shift 24-7. You already know what it is. <laughs> Had to do a shameless little plug real quick yeah. right there. Buy some NFTs. And yes, yes, yes. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you brought up the NFTs. I think that the NFT world is really intriguing because there's a real the it's it's mainly an artistic thing. But there's a, a cool aspect to it as far as the blockchain and all this stuff goes like when did you when did you find out about NFT like when it first started, like what do you think about the NFT world? Uh, definitely when it first came out it was uh something i was looking into by any means i thought it was kind of like foolery but i guess that's what anything can happen when you don't know if you don't do your research you just hear something about it but lately i'm starting to notice it and i want to also speak out to like nfts what exactly are they i mean they're free to make so anyone can upload an nft it's nothing special but it's also an image video audio or even a 3d art so people get misconfused sometimes thinking it's just an image but no like if you have some recorded audio and you upload it and someone buys that piece of work you no longer own that piece of audio whether it's your voice or not doesn't matter so whether they take that audio and put it on youtube and get a billion views on it then the money goes to them and not you because they bought your piece of audio so that's pretty cool like you can make a song and sell it to somebody Kind of like how the Wu-Ting Clan did yeah. with the guy. Hell yeah. You can do that. Anyone can do it. So it's like, it's pretty interesting. So I heard that, I heard that um, the, the owner gets a percentage of a sale or something. Is that? Yeah. Well, the website, the main one's called OpenSea. So mm -hmm. when you sell something, I think, well, 
for this specific thing, if you're selling like one item, you won't get a percentage. But if you're selling like a collection, which is multiple items, then you can set like a certain percentage. Like some people do five percent. Oh, okay. so every sale you get five percent of it. Wow. So it, it really pays to be a creator in that sense, right? Yeah, that's why it's like if you create something with some people out here do ten thousand images. Yeah. So obviously transactions are going through every day between buys and sales off a collection of ten thousand and the owner's getting five percent of every transaction that goes on for as long as transactions go on. It could be months, years. Wow. It's just As long as it keeps moving. <laughs> that's why I don't joke around, it's like millions are possible and it just takes that one project someone does it could be the 25th project they've done and that could be the the one that just takes them there so you could realistically wake up with like 36k in your bank account yeah that's what's pretty much going on for me you know i sell nft so i look at my profile every morning and i hope to just see that my nft counts lower you know that's all it is sometimes you wake up and see you got everything sold and you've already calculated your profits and stuff you know so i'm just waiting for the day i wake up and see some sold and once they get all sold you just repeat the process you buy what you like that's what it really comes down to that's just dope um what would you what advice would you give to somebody if they wanted to like get started but like they wanted to be kind of like they didn't want to feel like they were just going to jump in and lose their money. There's definitely a lot of like welcoming communities. You know, if you go on Reddit, it'll take you like the Reddit community NFTs, you know, just search on the search bar and eventually you'll find one of a post, something taking you to the discord. It's like a chat room pretty much, but it's like people of all expertises so some people will be noob as you and some people will be 10 years into crypto and they'll be able to answer any question you possibly have so it's just yeah, you definitely find a community that suits you so any questions you have you can get help but for the most part it's pretty self-explanatory once you're on the website i mean you'll learn have to learn how to make like a, a wallet how to buy the crypto which is really easy you just have to have a debit card you know credit card etc <clears throat> but yeah so I like to add a little bit of like dramatic spice to any kind of topic that we're talking about and naturally I want to take the NFT topic and I want to kind of incorporate how it's going to work in a, in a future setting like uh, if we were to think of like how NFT is going to play a role in the metaverse or you you know like when people are wearing these fucking headsets that are just like taking them to another dimension like i've heard things where like if you have these original art pieces you could have them hanging in your like house you know that you have in like a sim like simulator of some sort apparently and that's going to be the future flex like that's what's going to be so appealing to people that nothing else will will matter in a sense that's where I want to take this conversation because I like to add that dramatic flair to things. Because I'm really big into this dystopian shit because I want to see if we are predicting our future by creating it first. And then kind of giving it to the collective consciousness to absorb and then kind of accept. 
And then rather than people thinking outside of the box and creating a different parallel universe where things get better, they're naturally going in a downward spiral where things get worse. And see, this all plays into how things go when the metaverse becomes a thing. Because people lose all ability of changing their future if they plug into a fucking system. That's the matrix that niggas is worried about. <laughs> See, I done took it to the next level. But I like to do that on my podcast because I got listeners from, you know, the higher, higher the ages and the younger the ages. I like to bring everything all back around. I think that it's important for us to teach the kids of tomorrow what they need to do to be okay in a world that they don't want to subscribe to. Because let's say that this world is too much for people and they don't want to tap in. Because it's easy to say no to a headset. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to say no to a headset. That's not the hard part. The hard part is dealing with the people who can't say no to a headset. (laughs) You know? And that's your dystopian future because that's where Mark Zuckerberg and all these niggas are like trying to take shit, you know? And I don't want to get conspiratorial, but the proof is in the pudding. The pudding's floating. The reptiles. (laughs) <laughs> See, that's the conspiracy theory that people believe too. But that'll be a special podcast in its own. But I think it's really important for these kids to know that if we do what we t- if if good people stand up and do the right thing, then what will be what will become of the future is a bright future where we can look back at these time periods and say, "Wow, we really beat evil." But if we can't do that, then we're really subject to. The, the, the media and the fucking people who control all the mechanisms to move things left and right, you know? So, I like to keep things cheery and I like to keep things fun because I know how dark it could be, but I feel responsible for creating change because I know what people should know. And I know how to bring it in a consumable way for people to understand. So when I see someone like Kanye, I don't think he's crazy. Nah, I don't think so. I think he's woke. I think people that call him crazy are crazy. I think they're the ones that are really worried about the truth. Yeah. And the truth is that, yeah, we have to do something about the world. And we can't if we're worrying about who's this or who's that or what they like this or they hate that. And let's kick them off the internet. Yeah. Kanye hasn't done anything crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I actually think... Unless you want to call him setting himself on fire crazy, but... (laughs) I actually think that he has healing energy, man. I think that what he's been doing is been working miracles on people the same way that he's saying that he had miracles worked on him. Because I've heard his fans talk about how his music has made them less depressed and and now they actually can go to work and now they can fold clothes and do all sorts of shit. And I'm like, wow, that's some real shit to put on the internet. You know? Because a lot of people want to make pretend that they have everything together because it, it makes them feel like a whole but that's like smoking cigarettes you know like you're doing something to cover up another thing you know yeah it's definitely cooled down a bit i noticed that too like people are more open you know it's like they just want to relate at that point of time if they're speaking on it in a way you know i think everybody just wants to relate like you're saying and that's also like a side effect of too much technology or too much uh Putting too much faith in things that are not in front of you. You know, I think you need balance. Because like, like, for example, my life was given balance that actually brought me back to Earth when I had a kid. Because before I was just a helium balloon. 
you know? There was nothing to hold me down. I lived pretty dangerously because who the fuck cared? I mean, the way that I looked at it, I was gonna be a big rapper no matter what. But then I got older and then I got smarter, much more smart, I guess. <laughs> and and um, what I realized is that I have to play the, I have to play the, the, the even game. I have to have one foot in reality and then I can have one foot in La La Land. And what La La Land is just my my dream world because I had to make it happen somehow. So, I, I, a lot of a lot of my homies, a lot of my homies, they have similar dreams. And what I'm starting to realize is that they're starting to like actually achieve their fucking dreams. Um, what is one thing that you wanted to do that you see more possible now that you are getting older and you're like, wait, I actually know how I'm going to go about doing this now. But it used to be just a dream. But now you got a stairway. You know, making money. <laughs> making money, right? Yeah, but what totally. specifically? Do you have like, like anything? Like, for example, for me, I wanted to be a rapper, right? I wanted to be a... That's all I know. That I wanted to rock on stage and make people like it. But I didn't know how to get there. So I created a pathway. And it took me years to create. It's like I created one step at a time. But by the time that I got to the, to the top step... I didn't realize that I was actually creating a blueprint for people to follow. And a lot of my listeners actually do follow follow my blueprint. And you'll talk to some of them and then you'll think they're, they're me. It's because they, they, they know me so well that they know what is a reflection of what they have personally about their life. So <clears throat> the NFT world is really awesome in the sense that it's gonna play a big part of the future. Like the same way that certain technologies didn't really get to rock out until a decade or two decades after it was created, you know? But the crypto world is interesting too. I, I think at one point everybody thought that there was going to be a sooner switch from cash. I, I mean, uh, the overall global monetization sort of... You know, there was going to be some sort of huge financial switch. But that was cut dramatically down. I, I won't even say half, but like a, a huge part of it was chunked, cut off when when countries started pulling back, apparently. I, I believe China pulled back. Yeah. Right? But and the price has gone back up now. And didn't Tesla pull back too as well? Sometimes, yeah. But it's all part of the game. It can't always go up. I'm just kind of painting the whole picture for people because I want them to understand the magnitude of what that kind of shift would be like because there's a lot of there's a lot of repercussions that come with with messing with the global pay balance and stuff like certain countries go to war for that kind of shit how come it seems like there's a swifter transition for something like that now with no bloodshed it almost seems like there's some sort of taming of the the world to make this possible so that like we could run in a different kind of way you know like almost like that new world order sort of thing but i don't want to take that into conspiracy because we can do that on a different podcast but you see i'm like i'm creating some sort of like talking game when it comes to this stuff because i want to hear what people say i believe certain things when it comes to conspiracies but i also want to hear what people think and believe themselves because we can paint a different picture than what I initially believed. Yeah. Um, I was talking with my friend the other day, and we have a conspiracy about a certain thing. I don't want to reveal it because I'm going to put it in part of my album. Um, 
but I think that it's an interesting way to look at something that's right in front of you. And I think that when you do that, when you just turn and see the perspective of something in a different light, it makes all the fucking sense in the world. And I think that that's what everything is in the world. I think that things are hidden in front of you to keep you from thinking that it is what it is. You know, like, um, like the way that certain systems work without having to be operated. You know, these are, these are how these things work. So all in all, I like my listeners to become more aware of information and knowledge and, and become more powerful in that sense, because I don't like the idea of them being out in the world and the world is dangerous and they don't have anything to protect them. I think knowledge and information is swords and daggers. So I put a lot of information out in my music. I put a lot in my podcast. Even when I'm conversating with my niggas on the block, we chopping it up, we politicking, we doing a lot of shit. Even me and you, we be chopping it up and you just be like, yup, <laughs> for real. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the that's the life that we live. Like, I want to live what, what my passion is. And my passion is to get this information out to the world that we are powerful, that we have the energy to make things right. We can create a future that is a happy ending to in our eyes whenever our ending comes. We don't have to worry about things that may be man-made or not, or things that may be a disaster that was caused by something that was man-made or not. You know what I'm saying? But that could be a reality of the world that we created, or at least that we bought into. And we don't have to believe in that. So, I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in self-development, uh, reading books, um, exercising. I know that I, I got to get back in the gym, but I think that there's something to say about how the body needs to be balanced with the brain power. If you have a very strong brain, it processes information. You're just a cut above the rest when it comes to your brain. You got to make sure your body's equal and operating on the same magnitude because then you can actually operate at your highest form. And that's what a lot of celebrities do. They, they, when, the first thing they do is start working out as soon as they get fucking famous. Because that's how you operate at a superhuman level. I mean, look at Kevin Hart. Look at The Rock. You know, yeah. there's some people who took that shit to heart. No pun, like Kevin Hart. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So the NFT world and the crypto world is a very futuristic thing, and it takes us to a very futuristic space. And that's why I wanted to get it dark. Because now we can get it bright. We can talk about things that are going to be real awesome about about the future and about what things. I that's what I like about your outlook on things. We were talking about what would be fun to open up in this kind of area. We're talking about arcades and and things of that nature. That's a real fun idea because the Tri Cities might have taken a, a hack at it before, but nothing that really had any real impact. I mean, not for too long. Not at least as as I've been living here. And, and this is a perfect case study for anybody who lives in a town that's any, anything like this. It really shows you how the people who run your city and make the decisions for your city do so in their own personal best interest that reflects their own personal lives. And when that's the case, you're going to see a lot of money go to things that don't benefit you if you don't live the same lives as these people and their individual ways of thinking in life. So the people who run the city create the rules for the city to abide by, while the citizens that live in the city 
have to match up with those those uh, ethics in order for them to benefit from those um, from those uh, rewards or those benefits that come from that life. It's weird how it's a weird way of creating divide by just benefiting the people that you like. And this is a lot of places, but the people don't think about it because they don't think about it from the perspective of like, put yourself in the power of making decisions. Of course, you're going to do it to your own personal opinion. So how do you vet these things? You make sure there's a well diverse pool of people in these positions. But how can we get that if everybody's the same when everybody decision is the fucking same? It's like if you have a different decision in these committees, you get kicked out of them. You know what I'm saying? I think what's lacking is the idea is what we need more youth with money down here. But it's hard. Like, that's why I know people, like, born and raised here, they're, you know, it's hard to make money out here, as anywhere else. That's why we're all going through that time. Mm-hmm. COVID or not, you know, it's, life is a lot tougher it is for us now than our parents, I should begin at. You know how they could be working a job and still have enough money to get a car and a house, like over here pushing for a house. You know that's hard. Uh huh. Real shit. Isn't that crazy how the prices of everything just jumped? Mm-hmm. Over here. Thankfully, we're making you know good money. We couldn't even begin to make good money, like compared to somebody who could buy a fucking house for like you know like ten grand. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying minimum wage is crazy everywhere, you know. I mean, here being thirteen sixty nine, I mean, it sounds good and all, but you'll be noticing you're living a very basic lifestyle. Imagine being like a millionaire with twenty grand, like back in the day. That's probably inaccurate, but that's what I'm imagining it would be. I just like. want financial freedom to the point where I don't have to work a job because you know. Most job one pays me maybe two thousand a month so i look at it as if i'm doing something else with investment nfts making over i mean more than 2k a month it already pays for a job but wouldn't it be enough to make me leave a job i gotta be making like a nice more than that a month yeah yeah but i like my job so it's like maybe even if i was making like over 10,000 a month <clears throat> off NFTs, I would probably just still kick it over there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, gotta do some of my time. So we, we were talking about the kind of businesses that we would open up. Um, what what I think, what I would, what I think I'd like to open up here and kind of like give to a relative to run. I know everybody does that, but I feel like giving opportunities to family is something that, that's an essential part of, of coming up. Because if you don't take care of the people that are around you, you know, whether they were there or not, I mean, regardless of how you feel about them or not, I think that you're rewarded in some sort of like karma way in the universe if you show pity to the fucking aunt or uncle you fucking hated because they were just fucking dicks to you, you know? (laughs) But if you show remorse or that, you know, you show them love or whatever and then they have a chance to like change your mind, it's almost worth it in a sense, you know? So I want to do that because I realized that when I was growing up, so were my relatives. A lot of them were still young and they were still trying to get older. <laughs> so I can't judge too harshly because I just realized that um, nobody's perfect. That's true. And you will be judged by the lens in which you judge people with. 
So you got you got to you got to take it easy on people. Yeah, especially as you get older, you start to realize that that adults aren't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck now. It's like now that I'm 25 myself, I'm just like, man, it's already like this by then. I can't imagine what life's gonna be by 30. But you know, I get a comfort in the fact that life's hard for everybody, and the only time it's easy is when they have resources. That's the only time life's easy when you don't have to do anything. And that's universal across the board. So people who actually do do something when they have nothing going on, excel extremely fast. Like people who are industry plants in the music industry, who one day just blow up and are the biggest artists in the world. When you look and they're being kind of cultivated in some sort of like experimental startup, you know? Like Blueface was like that or Lil Xan or something. Shout out to those guys, by the way. <laughs> you know, Blueface is a listener of the podcast, so. <laughs> Gotta make sure I show love to Blueface. A little Nas X. A little Nas <laughs> I thought it said Lil Xan. Did I say Lil Nas X? <laughs> Not sure. It's just hella funny. You know what's funny? Lil, Lil Xan should do a song with Lil Nas X for a comeback. I think that that would be the move. Because that's a perfect balance of shock and redemption. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Watch it be a, just a slapper. Watch it be a slapper. That'd be like T.I. and Justin Timberlake, Dead and Gone and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out if you know that song. Oh, man. Okay, so you're from Florida, man. So you, you live that Florida life. You, you know, the culture's so different. The music's so... We only know the popular music, the music that hits over here, you know, because we listen, we're tapped into the culture. So when we learned about XXX and like some of these other guys, you probably knew about them way before. You probably knew about Stitches before he popped off. Oh yeah, Stitches. <laughs> you yeah, all these fucking guys, right? Florida's kind of like a hotbed for entertainment and art and all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, you get around easy around there because we're all about entertainment. What what are some cool things about, like, like I know that you guys had a lot of stuff to do out there. Like when you were growing up, what kind of stuff did you do out there that kind of like passed the time? Um, paintballing, um, get like dune buggies to go out to the sand dunes and shit. Just have a do that. We like to get just anything like electric and shit. We like speed growing up and there's a lot of stuff out there you could just rent you know especially if you go to the beach you can like rent um little like cars and something that oh nice work on the road too surprisingly oh for real because it's all like 30 miles per hour roads oh damn so the whole yeah it's like our whole beach is like miles of this way and that you ever beach. see people just wreck out with them just yeah, straight crash just people on youtube that go down to our beaches and stuff like danny duncan and stuff like that. they'll come out Oh shit! Um, I don't know if the Nelk Boys came down to our area yet, but I'm sure they'll be coming sooner or later once they hear about us. Yeah, no. Tampa Tash. Bay, Clearwater Beach. Um, some big people out there you guys might have heard. It's called Juke Squad. They're on YouTube. That's from my city. Oh Shout word! Out to them. Oh facts. Yeah, they're pretty big. It's a crazy lifestyle though. I mean, it's. It's semi semi similar down here. Like if you guys had a city here and it wasn't so not city, then it would be the same vibe pretty much. Yeah. Like a lot of 
stuff here I hear is, you know, people don't trust each other and... <laughs> um, Small town shit. You know, all we do is sleep around. And I'll tell you right now, my city's the same thing. No one trusts each other. No one trusts each other and everybody sleeps around. Yeah, I think that's honestly... Everywhere. For the most part, yeah, I was going to say, you'll start to realize that everywhere is almost the same. There's no place you're going to go where it's like, oh, this is such a perfect town. Like, and the people- maybe if it's a small population, but for the most part, like, when you're going out, like, even when I went to San Diego, like, obviously I didn't get a medial there, but same thing. The drivers are the same as anywhere else, you know, it's just... I'm going to be honest with you, the people complaining about that kind of shit are, the, are, are participating in it in some form. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're the ones who bring it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's a problem. It's an issue. I mean, yeah, people do sleep with each other, you know? And the fact that everybody sleeps with everybody, I mean, that's nobody's business. Uh, the way that I look at it is that when people kiss and tell too fucking much, and then they're in everybody's... I mean, when you when you set up a statistics board and you look at things on it, you know, like, it looks a lot worse than it actually is. The fact of the matter is that people fuck. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think we should have... Um, people should have left that back in high school and stuff. You know, I'm not sure why we brought it to adulthood where it's like we're not allowed to have yeah. sex with multiple people. It's like you made a commitment to yourself to be single. We give you the, you know, the items to have protected sex and whatnot. It's up to you if you want to use them. Exactly. So it's just like, that's not enough proof in the pudding right there to give y'all a sign that it's... And I got to clarify. It's nothing crazy. It's, you know, it's animals do it. We do it. Well, yeah, I gotta clarify. I'm not saying that you should go out there and just have a bunch of crazy, unprotected yeah, sex. Exactly. But what I'm saying is that you shouldn't shame people for doing it because you're doing it too. Yeah. And as far as shaming people for being cheaters, you're probably been cheated on and then cheated on somebody, so you're a fucking cheater too. So for you to bring these things up, you're only adding fuel to the fire that's burning your house down with gasoline. So that's why when I see those memes, I think they're ineffective. There's a lot of memes that are just like, I'm just like, who does that benefit? Yeah. <laughs> it's like reading right, a meme. Like, I smashed already. I'm just like, okay, does that mean I'm, I can't now? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like reading a meme a day after the fact and like, oh, this would have been nice 72 hours ago. Maybe this would have made me make a different life decision if I would have been enlightened by this fucking graphic with four sentences on it. You know what I'm saying? But that's how the internet works and how people rely on the internet to fucking brainstorm. It's been a long time since I've taken anything personal on the internet. Shit, man. I've, like, been out of that phase. That's some crazy shit to give a fuck what people say on the internet, but it's so so common because... It might have been, like, you know, 10 years ago, who knows? People put their life on the fucking internet like it's their only life. You know what I'm saying? And it becomes their only life because they do so. They only focus on watering the grass on that side of the, the fucking, you know, spectrum. But the, the grass inside of your digital life doesn't fucking, doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, man, before, before we wrap this whole podcast up, man, I want to say a couple things about what I got going on. I have some new merchandise that I've got coming out pretty soon. I have this, uh, this Tri-Cities cap that I'm dropping. It's like a dad cap. It has got like, um, it's got like old English writing, like old English fonts. It almost looks like the Tri-City Herald's logo, but it's not that, so, you know, don't come at me for, like, any copyright infringement or anything, you 
know what I'm saying? Some pat- <laughs> any patent protection shit. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm creating this this whole look, this whole aesthetic, this whole vibe, and and I'm really gonna move forward on on that project that I was telling you about earlier in the podcast. And if the listeners did not hear, they're just gonna have to listen to the podcast one more time. But I'm effectively doing that because that's gonna be the upper echelon to what I'm doing as far as merchandise goes. Because I want to create merchandise annually, like as much as possible, and then create an internet store and maybe have a place that holds my shirts locally, right? But I got in order to do that, I got to be able to create the right product. So that's what the next year is going to be. I'm going to be trying to figure that out. So that's going to be one main thing that I'm doing. I'm also getting back into performances. I just performed at Tyfe. It was an incredible. Uh, it was incredible concert performance. We went out there. We were out there for like three days. It was it was a crazy fucking life, crazy story. I'll probably write about it in my fucking book. But uh, got a lot of that kind of uh, energy out there. We shot some podcasts out there that they you've probably heard already if you're listening to this. Because by the time this comes out, the other ones will be out too. Um, but yeah, so we got performances. That's coming back. I got a show on October second. It's in Yakima. It's with uh, Rich G, who is an OG in in the in the hip-hop urban community so if you know if you know you know you know what i'm saying it's gonna be a crazy show you might be able to catch me at the mike jones show that's also happening in yakima by the time you hear this it'll probably already be popping on and popping so um got performances coming then i got an album dropping i'm dropping this, this album called sirens and it's gonna be a high level high art project but with a lot of information a lot of data in my style, my format, how I do things. If you're a fan of mine, you already know how we get down. So we're gonna bring that to the fucking table. That's gonna be incredible. And then we got the music videos that we're just gonna start be, just start dropping, start dropping left and right. <clears throat> and after the videos, that's when we start doing the tour. We're gonna do the tour after that. So everything is just gonna be a big spirit bomb where we're just gathering energy, gathering energy, and making people see things our way. And then we're just gonna drop it on them. But what I'm going to be doing is keeping you guys updated because my podcast works like a blog, too, because it's a lot about my personal life. But it's also about my guests who I bring onto the show and all about the conversation that we can bring because everything is is possible for us to talk about. We'll talk about any kind of topic that's going on out there. We may get controversial. You may have to forgive us. We may have to apologize. We might have to do a campaign. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but we will do anything that we can to make sure that the conversation is meaningful. Because if we can't make a meaningful conversation out of what we do, we're not making sense. And we're not doing it for the children in the future. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, we can make jokes and we can be, you know, lewd and make some, you know, inappropriate comments every now and then. But you got to bring at least 85% more substance to the table than the 15% that you're taking off. And that's what it's all about. It's all about being that force that can you got to be that force in your community you got to be the person who provides who opens opportunities who opens doors who everybody said he was a great person she was a great person she did more she did extra she loved everybody he loved everybody that's who you got to be and that's who i've always strived to be the person who did so much more than they had to do with their time here on earth and with that being said man i want to give you any final last words that you want to say to, to the people who will be listening yeah. to this pod. I want to let them know, you know, Tori for the people, our community, especially the Tri-Cityans. Um, I don't have a time frame, but, you know, we're looking 
as our priority, you know, as quick as possible, we want to make a official Graveyard Shift Studio. Yes, sir. You know, for the people out here, you Let know, them know, keep an eye out on that. We'll keep y'all updated. Yes, sir. But you know, when it drops, it's gonna take over, and it's for the community. You know, we're gonna help y'all out. We want everyone to be successful out here. You know, everyone needs to eat. That's right. You know, Tri Cities needs to come together. We're gonna create ways for people to get ahead in life. And I think that's what's important, that we're gonna change the attitude about getting people ahead. Because that before the attitude was, it's a rat race. I think there's unnoticed talent that needs to be respected and not competed, you know? Almost like y'all females, you know? Y'all need respect each other. <laughs> it's not all about competition all the time. Like, y'all can look at each other and call each other pretty and still be friends. Yeah, and you don't, have to say any, you don't have to say anything petty or backstabbing yeah. as soon as somebody leaves you. I ain't your... calling nobody out, but if the shoe fits where <laughs> it's just weird to live in a world where you have to hold a knife towards somebody you know like metaphorically yeah. speaking i'm just gonna be honest i don't walk past a man and be like oh he's better looking than me <laughs> like yeah or i'm better looking than them <laughs> yeah, <you know>? right. <laughs> and, and honestly that's the difference that's a huge difference between the 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 lower side of each gender that we each have our own things that in comparison is kind of embarrassing when you pointed them out but in reality we're embarrassing in our own ways because there's some men out there who do some some things that are a little bit on the same spectrum of embarrassment, but just different. Like for example, dudes who slide into people's DMs, like girls' DMs, and try to like talk crap about guys, yeah. and and just <clears throat> you know the the anti-white knight, I guess. But <laughs> no, she ain't for you if you if you're down in someone and that's up in you. Like, yeah, exactly. She ain't the one. <laughs> that's facts. And besides, you're not supposed to be <clears throat> worrying about that. You got other shit to fucking do. You know, you got other shit to fry. But uh, with that being said, man, let's wrap this up, man. This is Tritown Tory coming to you live from the Northwest. You already know, at Tory Northwest on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me everywhere. My music's on Google. It's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. This fucking podcast is where everywhere you can hear your podcast. Fuck with me, 1000. Coming to you live from the Northwest. Tory North. <laughs>